This MLB Stats Leader Picks Edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, January the 25th, and we are here to have a little bit of small talk, generally, about what's happening around the league. And then we're going to have a look at the stats markets. We're going to throw some wild old darts way too early and at really silly prices. But the big man, the hits, RBI, saves, whatever you want, um, we'll get stuck into it. And joining me, I've missed him very much, I haven't had a chat for ages, uh, is Mr Dylan Rockford. Hello Dylan, how the hell are you? I'm doing better now that I'm with you, Mal. It's been, I, I feel like it's been ages since we've been on a pod, but I'm doing well, you know, counting the down, uh, the days till, you know, catchers and pitchers report. I think it's like 19 days, but can't wait to get into it. Got a lot to talk about. We have got a lot to talk about, yeah. It has been a very long time. We, we did a few shows um, sort of in the run-up to Christmas. I think I did a show with Moonaf and um, Moonaf and Scott maybe did a show together. But, yeah, it's not an awful long time till pitchers and catchers report. Uh, we've got the Seoul series in, in South Korea, which yep. is the Dodgers and the Pardies, I think, uh, in the middle of March. So we're not a million miles away from getting things going, but... Um, yeah, mate, it's just been ages. The Premier League show has been uh, been ploughing on. Um, I haven't spoken Making a lot of since... money? Mm, doing all right. Uh, <laughs> up and down, Dylan, up and down. Um, but yeah, Barry's the uh, Barry's ladders. Um, the, uh, that's that's the place to be. Big Baz is a machine. But I haven't spoken to you since Boxing Day. I had to sit and endure Newcastle mm-hmm. United 1, Nottingham Forest 3 with yeah. a Chris Wood hat-trick. Chris Wood, who we sold to you, and yeah. me and Barry constantly take the piss out of him for being a little bit useless. And I was sitting there in the ground on Boxing Day, just with my head in my hands, just <laughs> thinking about you and your stupid little face. Like, the whole thing was just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, and then Forrest went and beat Man United a couple of days later. I got you some nice swag, Dylan, for the, from the oh, yeah. Newcastle game. I got you a programme. Do you have, like, match programs in the States when you go to a game? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have the programs where it lists all, like, the starting lineups. And inside, yeah, I, I, I know for us, they get, like, uh, the printed ticket because, you know, everything's on your phone now. Yeah. But you get a printed ticket yeah. with the program. Ah, uh, okay. Um, oh, I got you a program. And then I got, I've got a nice little pin badge, Dylan, which is half and half Newcastle and Forest. And it's got the date of the game and everything, a little pin badge that you can put up somewhere. So... I'll stick yes. them in an envelope in the next couple of weeks. Um, NFL-wise, it's getting down to the uh, getting down to the nitty-gritty. I'm mostly looking forward to uh, Barry's brother's NFL, uh, the Super Bowl party, in a couple mm. of weeks' time. But um, you had boots on the ground in Baltimore last week, didn't you? 
Yeah, it was boots on the ground in Baltimore. I went down uh, there for the divisional round. They took care of the Texans. And then I'm going back down this week for the AFC Championship game. I got tickets. Can't can't wait to see Taylor Swift and all those Swifties just cry when they lose. So got a big (laughs) ticket in for the uh, Ravens to win the Super Bowl. A little biased. uh, Went down to school in Maryland. So a lot of my friends are Baltimore fans. So can't wait for it. But uh, who, who are you rooting for? Um, show answers. I don't really care. I had a ticket on the Rams. I had some 50 to one on the Rams mm-hmm. and, and they played okay, but didn't quite get it done. I think the Lions is the best story. The Chiefs are a bit boring and Patrick Mahomes gets on my tits a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Baltimore are just quite functional. I think they're not that exciting, yeah. uh, but Detroit in, I think listening to the Detroit fans, obviously I listen to Sean and Ryan every week. Um, mm-hmm. So you had, there was two, there was, uh, Dick Puncher, who I think was he the a Packers fan. Yeah, um, I think he was. was. Yeah, yeah. He made me laugh every week. He's been the, he's been the, one of the highlights of my NFL season has been Dick Puncher uh, coming on the pregame <laughs> and the postgame. Um and then Easy as well. And I think Easy's a Detroit fan. Um mm-hmm. and obviously Noah as well. Um I've been I've changed a few messages with Noah. And I think historically the Detroit fans have been so downtrodden in every team that they've got. Um, they've been quite a, uh, a, a good team, and I like the I like the gaffer. I like Dan Gamble. Um, he's just a little bit different, isn't he? Um, yeah, he doesn't sort of talk in cliches. He's got a little bit more about him. So yeah, I don't mind them at all. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I don't care. I'll bet something and I'll cheer that on. Is what I'll do. Uh, the comment section is live. TVDBJ's first in. What an absolute machine that lad is. Uh, Catfish Dilly yeah. Duke. Uh, Duke is a regular in the Premier League stream, uh, so he must be absolutely sick of my voice at the moment, is Duke. Uh, Rockies fan as well. Unlucky, Duke. Um, Not much hope for the Rockies this season. Um, Just general baseball stuff. I was trying to have a little look at the sort of the transactions uh, ledger things that have happened, and it has been relatively quiet recently, going back sort of the first week in January, you got Tioska Hernandez, mm-hmm. um, one year, twenty-three million to the Dodgers, where everybody else went, um, uh. and then Robbie Ray went to the Giants. Robbie Ray, famously mm-hmm. um, of the tight pants and all the strikeouts that I won, actually my Robbie Ray pick a couple of years ago um, for Hanniger and Desclafani. I need, I'm going to talk about Sean Manaya because we're going to talk about the Mets in a minute. Uh, Dylan, and then Marcus Stroman to the Yankees. Um, yeah, Josh Hader was an interesting one to Houston. Mm. Um, yeah. mainly that was the first one this season where I saw fantasy players start to lose their mind a little bit because it was a lot of people who drafted Ryan Presley and mm-hmm. people who'd also a lot of people had drafted Presley with Abreu as a handcuff and then Hader swoops in. So that was the first lot of drafts out the window, um, with the Hader signers. So that made me laugh a little bit. Um, and then what we've seen, Joey Gallo to Washington. So, yeah, there's, there's still bits and bobs to happen. But after the couple of blockbuster signings we had um, before the new year, it has been relatively quiet. Like, But Sean Manaya to the Mets, but the Mets haven't really made any big moves still. And so, I mean, no. where do you stand at the moment with how New York are looking? 
<sighs> it's going to be a frustrating up and down year. I think it's we're not really going to compete. I know we uh, we avoided arbitration with a bunch of the guys. Uh, Pete Alonso, I'm very frustrated. We couldn't get a big deal done with him. Uh, Adrian Hauser, we also acquired. We avoided arbitration with him. Uh, Drew Smith, Joey Lucchese, David Peterson as well. So, I mean, I just – I really don't know what to do with this uh, this rotation. Obviously, you have Kodai Senga going to be the number one. We did add Luis uh, Severino. I don't know about him. Uh, I, I do like Harrison Bader. He he gets along well with uh, Peter yeah, Lines, but he He's going to be good for the outfield. I do like that. But, you know, Kodai Senga, Jose Quintana – Tyler McGill, Joey Lucchese, there's just no guys that are really going to put you over the edge. It's it's crazy how you go from Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer to this starting rotation. So you got to imagine the Mets are going to at least try to stretch uh, Kodai Sang out a little more. He pitched 166 innings last year. You got to imagine they're going to push him a little more, maybe to 200, 189, 190 innings this year. But, you know, there is uh, there is some depth in the rotation. I don't know. You got a lot of prospects through all the trades that we got, like Christian Scott, Dominic Howell, Taylor Stott. So so we'll see. I mean, I'm not too high on the lineup either. Um, so we'll see. I think it's going to be a, a very – they updated the bullpen, got George Lopez from the uh, Orioles as well. I think that will be a little uh, – Edwin Diaz is coming back. You got Brooks Riley, Drew Smith. So the bullpen will be a little better. I just worry about the starting rotation, if I'm being honest. So Adam Ottavino's name linked again today with the Mets. It just started giggling, thinking yeah. that it's just going to be. I immediately just started thinking about you, Dylan, and doing exactly what you just did, which is like that, just a shake of the head to the you. Um, yeah, the, what I'm missing at the moment, I think, with the baseball, what I'm looking forward to, the, the weather's been horrible for months here. Well, it's obviously dark and cold, but it's just been, it's been non-stop windy, Dylan. It hasn't stopped blowing a gale. And it's uh, just that noise. It yeah. sounds like a, a soundtrack off a movie. Just that horrible, cold wind whipping around. But yeah. I think I need the, the rhythm of baseball, the rhythm of the baseball season, Dylan. Just that daily metronomic when I get up in the morning, when I know what games are starting at what time, when there's day sport to look forward to, I'm looking. And obviously, with that comes a little bit more sunshine and stuff, a little bit more daylight. So I'm looking forward to the rhythm of the baseball season getting back. I already started looking at the um, the opening day games uh, last week. I was getting myself pumped for the opening day games because I think um, the Mets go off first. Is it Mets Phillies? Maybe is the the yeah uh, the one p.m. game. But then I started getting really angry because there's no baseball on the second day on the friday there's no baseball yeah. at all i was like fucking hell come on can put me yeah. some games on um so i'm obviously uh hankering after it a little bit um and i think in terms of having a bet i, I said in the couple of podcasts before christmas that my plan was to find some really fancy priced things and try and get myself some live bets going into september Time August September, so to get me set, find some 50, 75, 100 to one um, picks, which is what I've been doing. And I think at the moment that I've started, I'm, I'm out on teams rather than in on them. So there's no teams mm. that I've really picked, but there are a couple of teams I know I'll be fading. Um, yeah. So really, St. Louis and Baltimore 
are the two teams at the moment that I'm down on. Um, so when we get into totals, they're the two teams, uh, particularly Baltimore. I've got some real concerns about them. Um, so they're the two teams I'm putting a line through at the moment. So, yeah, my, my betting thought is starting to take shape. And some of these markets we're going to talk about, um, I put a few bets down this week. Me and Barry had a little heater over the weekend. Ended up with a few, just a, a, a 30, 30, 40 quid spare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked a few... Uh, I picked a few fancy price players, and I'll get to those as we go through these markets. Yeah, so we'll make real some- quick. Yes. Real quick, if I could, if I could add something. Uh, when I was on, uh, I think it was around December before the holidays. Me and Moonoff, we went through the AL, uh, some win totals that we liked, and you know, you can listen back. I think it was around early December. But uh, two teams I'm high on: Tampa Bay Rays. Over 85 wins. I think it's up to 86 and a half right now. And uh, Houston Astros over 88 and a half wins. Uh, it's up to 90 now. As long as you could get an under 90, I think Houston, especially you mentioned with the addition of Josh Hader. I mean, they might have one of the best bullpen. Josh Hader, Ryan Presley was already one of the best closers. Got Brian Abreu as well. That seven, eight, nine inning is, I mean, the back of their end, their bullpen is going to be very yeah. scary. So those are two teams that I, I'm kind of high on. And I know you mentioned two teams that you're kind of low on. Yeah. And the fact that the line's moving in the right direction as well, Dylan tells you that yeah. you're, uh, that you're on the right track with them. Um, yeah, we get stuck into some um, markets after I've told you first about underdog fantasy. Um, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball and football. Just pick Kyra Lohr on your favourite players. Fantasy stats, cash in. You can win 100 times your money uh, with the spicy plays if you get involved in that. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit. Up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, if you haven't listened to the Premier League Gambling Podcast, go across and listen to that. And uh, me and Baz have got finally got access to Underdog. Um, and we're going to start putting out some um, Premier League Underdog lineups. And we've got our own little um, promo, uh, promo code as well. So Duke, that's aimed at you in the chat. And everybody else can use uh, the Premier League Sign up and get over onto Underdog Fantasy. Right, we'll start here with Dylan. Hits. Most regular okay. season hits. Um, I'll give you just the top of the market, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll take you through a couple of my, my thoughts here. Your favourite is 8-1 to one and is Luis Arias. Um, Arias was on that quest to hit 400 for maybe two-thirds of last season before we fell away a little bit. Uh, Ronald Acuna is at the top of a lot of these markets uh, yeah. involving offences at 9-1. to one. Bobichet, 10-1. to one. Freddie Freeman, 12s. Julio Rodriguez, 14s. Bobby Witt, 16s. Straight in at 18s. 20-1, to one, bar that. Um, and looking at the profiles, it's no surprise that it's your premium players up there. Um, mm-hmm. The couple of things you need here is opportunity. Um, so seven of the top eight um, had 640-plus at-bats. So you've got to be up there. You've got to be standing in the box uh, to yeah. be in with a chance. Um, the the people who didn't... Lewis Arias um, played 147 games and Bo Bichette only played 135 games um, of, of the top players. And that's quite a, quite a, a drop-off. Um, so... 
looking at the the predictions, I think you've got Akuna, Freeman, and Arias are all up there. But if Bobachet's the one who stood out for me because he was very close last year, he was in the same conversation, uh, but he did play uh, sort of what, 15, 17 games fewer than a lot of the other players. So um, 10 to 1, I think Bobachet's a really good price. And then I'm, I'm trying to find someone in a lot of these markets that I think the books have overlooked. Um, someone who's on pace but missed time, or is there enough improvement in the game? And another one that stood out to me was Corey Seager. Um, mm. Now, he finished 37th in this category last year. Um, he had 156 hits, where we're saying uh, the leader was, what, 217? So he's 61 behind, but he only played 119 games. Now, that's a chunk. You're getting on for nearly a third of what everyone else was doing. He hit 327, um, and out of all the other people in the the second tier, his chance stands out an absolute mile. Um, and he's at 20 to 1, Corey Seager. And then someone I have bet, one of these little bets I have put on, just because I wanted this player somewhere in my portfolio because he's an absolute unicorn and we don't know what he's going to do, especially not pitching, is Shohei Otani. Um, 135 games last year. And he finished on 151. So again, he was 60-odd behind. Um, but he hit 304. He's not pitching, so he won't need those extra couple of days rest. And he's just not normal either. Um, so, yeah, I think Bobasek can challenge at 10s. of a bigger price is Corey Seager at 20s. And I have bet Shohei Otani at 33 to under. Yeah, three guys I bet on. One of them was Corey Seager. The, that's kind of like the middle of the pack, 20 to 1. Like you said, he finished with 156, but just 119 games. And he owned the fifth best batting average and fourth best expected batting average. Uh, that's via StatCast in the league. So I think if he can remain healthy, he's definitely a contender in multiple categories. So I like the 20 to 1 uh, Corey Seager. One that's a little... Up there, uh, Freddie Freeman, 12 to 1. Uh, he finished just six hits behind Akuna last year. Now he gets added protection in the heart of the lineup with uh, Shohei Otani. I, I think he's gonna, whether they put him in the two slot and you know, more pitchers are going to attack him than be more cautious with Otani, however, they do it, even if they put Freeman in the third spot. Maybe I'll turn to Acuna, but I, I like Freddie Freeman in that two spot, and I think they're going to challenge uh, Shohei in the three spot. So twelve to one, I like Freddie Freeman. I like Corey Seager, like I said, in a long shot, eighty to one. Give me Vlad Guerrero Jr. You know, yes. I I like I, I like him. You know, I think he's one of the guys I think could have some positive regression. He finished just outside the top thirty in hits. He hit two sixty four batting average, but you know that was thirty points lower than his expected mark of 295 that's the biggest discrepancy between the two numbers among like everyday players and I, I feel like if he gets a little more batted ball luck in 2024 I think he could be a real contender in that Blue Jay lineup so 80 to 1 I think it's a nice little sprinkle so give me Vlad Guerrero Jr. Vlad is definitely one of those players who yeah. when you start playing um, spring training spring training bingo um, the best shape of his life. There's always one player who comes in in the best shape of his life. It's normally a bit of a fat one who comes. Yeah. He's lost. He's, he's lost sort of twenty five pounds. Vladdy fits into that market. He'll turn up and everyone. Whoa! Look at Vladdy. He's in the best shape of his life. And yeah, yeah. that eighty one will start disappearing. But yeah, I love a bit of um, spring training bingo. There's all sorts of things going on in there. Um, home runs, Dylan. We'll get to the uh, mm. the big botters now. Um, 
the market is led by, unsurprisingly, Aaron Judge yeah. at four to one. You have Matt Olsen at sevens, uh, Polar Bear, your guy, Peter Alonso at eight to one, and then Shohei Otani nines, Kyle Schwab at tens, Jordan Alvarez at eleven, sixteen to one bar, which brings in uh, Fernando Tatis, Juan Soto, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, last year was won by uh, Matt Olsen, hit 54 home runs. Uh, Kyle Schwarber chased him home with 47. Um, I just think, in terms of Aaron Judge, he's obviously there for a reason, but 4 to 1's mm. too short. I'm not, I don't want to take a 4 to 1 shot in any of these markets, and a 4 to 1 shot with health concerns doesn't really appeal to me. Matt Olsen is an incredibly fair price. Um, yeah. If you're in a position to back someone at seven to one season long, and he's almost bulletproof. He played 162 games last year um, for the second season in a row. Before that, he played 156 in the season before. That was the COVID season. He played all 60. So that's six games in four years he's missed out. So he's going to be there. And like I say, he won this race by seven last year. Seven to one is an incredibly like I say, a really, really fair price. I think Shohei Otani's live at nines for the same reason um, that I gave out in hits. Exactly the same with Corey Seager, 50 to 1. If you can extrapolate yeah. his, what did we say, how many games did he play? 119? If you can extrapolate mm -hmm. that out. But the two players I've picked here are crazy prices. Dylan, you like a bit of this. Um, Cody Bellinger, we're going oh. for a bounce back. At 150 to 1. Um, he's still not entirely sure where he's going to end up. And then um, Jake Berger at mm. 200 to 1. Jake Berger hit 34 last year um, for two separate teams. And he was at the White Sox and the Marlins to the end of it, I think. Um, Jake Berger's live. And if he can get a groove, if he can get a full season out of Jake Berger, he's not a million miles away um, from being able to catch these. So I think he can get a good run. But like I say, I didn't. I, I did bet both of these two. Um, again, just pizza bets. I'm not stupid. But 150 yeah. to one and 200 to one for Cody Bellinger and Jake Berger. Um, they're my plays, Dylan. Yeah, I mean, starting with Judge real quick at plus 400. I think the issue with Judge is that I guess the ability to stay healthy. He only played 106 games in 2023, but he hit nearly 40 home runs. Despite the narrative, you know, Judge is always injured he played 157 games in 2022 148 in 2021 he missed time last year he had that like freaky injury when he crashed into the wall so god willing if he could avoid missing significant time i understand the price but like you i just can't get on that plus 400 now plus 750 i I put a sprinkle in already for Matt Olson. I mean, how can we not include the reigning leader as a contender? You know, he's the only player. I think TBJ, he made a good point. The Braves, they don't rest players as well. So he almost hit 50. Uh, he, he led uh, by seven against Kyle Schorber. Kyle Schorber had 47 and he had 54. So he led by seven last year. And, you know, I, I just think in a very hitter-friendly ballpark like Truist in uh, in Atlanta, I think the lefty should be a really threat to, you know, repeat again. So I took a little sprinkle on Matt Olson as kind of like the favorite. I got a long shot again. Pays me to say this, but give me Bryce Young. Uh, I said Bryce Young. I'm thinking of football. Bryce Harper at 50 to 1. You know, he's an, he's an anointed first baseman now, and he kind of struggled 
to hit for power earlier in the season. He just hit uh, three home runs in 56 games coming back from that injury, but he covered 18 home runs in 70 games in the later half of the season. He had five in the postseason. So he's never obviously led the league in home runs, but he's just a constant power threat in that lineup. He He's a predominant first baseman now, so he doesn't really have to worry about the defensive side of uh, the baseball 50 to 1. I think Bryce Young, uh, Bryce Young again, Bryce uh, Harper could could be a little sprinkle, a little pizza bet. You shouldn't be betting on Bryce Young ever. No, no ever. <laughs> if you'd be betting on him this season, you won't have any money left for him to make any MLB bets. Um, I completely agree with you. Like I say, Matt Olson, that 7 to 1 is great, yeah. incredible price. If, if I hit something lumpy between now and the start of the season, I'll redirect a decent, uh, a decent portion on Olson. And yeah, you're right, TV, DVJ, and they didn't rest any players. I think it was one of the bench players, was it Charlie Culberson, I think. Literally, like, I didn't even know he was there because you never saw him in the box score. Never. But he just sat on the bench for hundreds of games, like, and he never, ever got in. He never got a ninth inning pinch hit. He never got to do a little bit of late emergency fielding. He did absolutely nothing because they just rolled out the same lineup time and time again. Um, Ribbies we'll go to next most regular season RBI favourite um, is Jordan Alvarez. You've already mentioned um, once today eight to one. Uh, Juan Soto nine to one. Judge tens, Olsen tens, Alonso at tens. Then you've got Austin Riley and Shohei Otani in at twelves. Um, so Peter Alonso caught my eye first up. Mm. Um, he finished second last year in this category, but you only hit 217. Mm. Uh, now, his previous seasons, he hit 271 and 262. Um, will he still be leading off, Dylan, do you think? I think so. Do you? Yeah. Because I mean, that because that's a bit of an issue, but he had 131 ribbies in 2022. Um, so if he can get his batting average back up, oh man, somebody's got to as well, by the way. He can't hit 217 again. So that would, an increase in batting average will put him much closer um, so 10 to 1 is a fair price. I'm going to mention mm. Cody Ballinger again because um, I just think he's going to have a good year. He's actually unlisted um, at the moment, so there was no price at all for Ballinger. But the one that caught my eye is Ozzy Albies at 100 to 1, Dylan. Um, finished fourth in this category last year, only played 148 games. So there's a little bit of room for improvement. Hit 280 last year, but he's hit 295 before. So if you can get those extra 14 games, and an extra 15 points of batting average, that's going to put him right in the mix here. Um, and if he can get back up the order as well, because he does tend to bounce around the order, if he can cement mm-hmm. himself a, a place in that in the top half of that order. Uh, Ozzy Albies is live for me, uh, at 100-1 for the most rubies, Dylan. Did you see, I think one of, one of the networks, I think it was maybe MLB, they put the top 10 second basemen in the league, and Ozzy Albies was not there. I mean, that's hey. criminal. They've been. I think that's a like a troll account. It has to they've, be. Done it, they've done it with every position, and yeah. everyone's been absolutely dog shit. It looks like who's that bloke I don't like with a big tongue? Um, <laughs> Mad dog. Yeah, oh, noticed, he's the worst. He, I, I noticed he was getting some heat for um, yeah. doing for saying terrible things about. And oh, sorry, you said Patrick Mahomes was the greatest ever quarterback ever oh. in the history of ever. Um, 
but he gets on my tits. I don't like him at yeah. all. Yeah, it, that list, those lists on MLB.com positionally look like the sort of rubbish he would throw out. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but it, since he's a Brave and I'm a Met fan, but you got to respect Ozzy Albies. I agree. I got him 12 to 1. He ranked he ranked uh he ranked six in RBIs, just twelve behind Adolis Garcia. You know, similar to Adolis, because I do like Adolis Garcia. He's at plus five hundred. You know, he's in the heart of the lineup and one of the most productive lineups in baseball. He has the green light. He kind of through sometimes it is frustrating to watch Adolis Garcia swing the ball, but you know, his ability to heighten and kind of just get back to ball. I kind of like Adoles Garcia plus five hundred. Um, like I said, Ozzy Albie, Dylan. Sorry, uh, you, yeah, yeah. If you got the these prices, is this for most regular season RBIs? Yeah, RBI leader at plus five hundred. I got it at Bet three six five and Bet MGM. Because yeah, I've got Adoles Garcia at thirty three to one, and Ozzy Albie's at a hundred to one. So I don't know if we're looking at the same thing here. Yeah, no, I, I I got I got twelve to one Ozzy Albi, but re- regardless, I do like Ozzy Albi as well. You know, I, I think he in that heart of the lineup as well. He gets plenty of RBI uh, opportunities with that Atlanta stacked lineup. You know, Ronald Cunha hitting on the top of the lineup. He's stealing every base as well. We'll talk about that. So I think he has some opportunity as well. Uh, Long shot, I had to throw a Met in there. Francisco Lindor, you know, I, I think he's kind of settled in. He had a he had a rough first year with the Mets. He's kind of owned up into it. He was a top five shortstop last year, regardless of, you know, the awful start he had. He was just 15 RBIs behind Adolis Garcia. So I know, I know the offense is kind of mediocre right now, but I, I think in that number three spot, I think Francisco Lindor, I got him 28 to one. I don't know what, like, these markets are way off, Dylan. I don't know if you've filtered something in your market because I've got, like I say, I'm looking at Lindor's at 150 to 1 here with um, Ozzy Albies at 100. And who else did you mention? Adonis Garcia at 33 to 1 of the three players you've uh, you've mentioned. And I've, I've got that bet 365 mark. It's right in front of me as we speak. So, well, we'll, go, um, we'll, go with, we'll go with your numbers then because they're much better. Well, but, numbers, uh, yeah, that's yeah. 10 times the price of your numbers. Exactly. Uh, maybe someone in uh, someone in London here's a slip at the wheel. Um, but yeah, I definitely think my prices are more, um, you, you think, more exotic uh, than yours. What, what do you think about uh, Francisco Lindor, my long shot? You think you're having a right season? Yeah, I like him. He's a good player. He's fun. He should be settled down. He's a little bit older. He he sort of I had a little bit of issues with his I well, not necessarily his attitude, but sort of his concentration, little things like that. Yeah. Um but he's a bit more of a more of a veteran sort of presence now. Um and you just need the Mets to put be able to put it together. Uh, I think, yeah, I wouldn't put you off. I mean, the market's absolutely wide open. I wouldn't put anybody off picking anyone in this uh market. It's just and pay your money and, and take your choice. Uh, what we got? We got steel saves. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it becomes. So we'll get and on strikeouts. to that. Um, uh, okay. If I've done them, you might have to take charge of it. I have backed someone. I've made I've made one bet for strikeouts, so I can throw him out. Um Cut <laughs> is a peer-to-peer social betting platform, US-based, available in 40 states. Ryan Kramer has been cleaning up over on Cut. Um, so go and join him, take some of his um NFL slot machines winnings off him. Um, P2P social betting is a new way 
and a better way to bet, you can bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, anything you like. Cut off as low vig and fully customizable odds so you can create your own bets. Uh, the social features, cut handle all the payments, um, cashback rewards and stuff like that. Um, the thing to do here is head to cuts.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And Hall of Fame bets um, helping us to win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research NFL, NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlay ideas into Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer and they'll do everything for you. Give you hit rates broken down by a leg. Expected probabilities, tell you who's hot, who's not. All the good stuff. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And finally, don't forget to get in the merch store. Get some stuff out the merch store. MLB gambling podcast stuff available in there. 15% off everything um, from now to the end of the month with the promo code PLAYOFFS. Um, where are we going next? Steals. So this is a, a bit of an odd one. This is a... I can't find the Steelers. There it is. Uh, this is the market where you've got the shortest price favourites here. It's uh, You've got definite tiers uh, in the Steelers market. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is 6-4. to four. I'm using UK prices here. I'm still on uh, Premier League time. Um, he's plus 150, Ronald Acuna. Uh, Estu Ruiz of the Athletics is plus 275. Corbin Carroll at 5-1. to one. And then it's double-figure prices. Uh, people after that, Ellie Dela Cruz, Bobby Witt, CG Abrahams, 25 to 1 after that. So it's quite a, a, a sort of a short market if you if you are going to take one of the top boys. Um, so, and they're so far ahead, really, your only option is to, if you're taking anyone further down the list, is you're doing it on an injury basis. And like, you never really feel good about that because if they stay fit, um, there's there's no reason why Acuna is not going to go nuts again. Ken Ruiz the same. So this isn't the kind of market I'll be getting involved long term. If you put a gun to my head, Dylan, and gave me fifty bucks and told me to put in someone, I think Corbin Carroll at the prices could catch him um, at five to one. But apart from that, like the the fact that it's so it's a two pronged attack at the top of the market makes it one of the less appealing um, bets at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the two guys that came to mind, obviously, the first two, Ronald Cunha and Ruiz, you know, Cunha. And the gap between the those two and who was the third guy? Uh, it was Corbin Carroll with 54 Corbin stolen Carroll, bags. Yeah. It's the Grand Canyon, you know, like the, the gap between those two and the third one. The third player, Corbin Carroll, is just so big. He led the league. Uh, Cunha was 73. Uh, first time in his career, he's uh, paced both leagues. And the second time, he's led the National League. And th- um, he had 37 in 2019. It was the COVID year. And, and, you know, I get it. I get why he's uh, plus 150 I got uh, for him to, you know, r- repeat. Uh, the rookie, uh, the Athletics ru- rookie, Ruiz. I think he has a shot. You know, uh, he was sidelined early in July, and, you know, he missed some games. He uh, it, it took him some time to speed up and get returned to the, the – uh, 
to the lineup, but he swiped 10 bags across 22 games in August. But by September, he was back to being the his regular self. He stole 14 bags over the last 25 games. He finished the season just six, um, six steals fewer than Acuna but had 148 fewer plate appearances. So if he could avoid getting some injury, I like the second-year kid, Ruiz. I got plus 300 over at Caesars. So if he gave me 50 bucks, I'd probably go on the rookie kid. Yeah, they're just going to let him run. I mean, Auckland have got absolutely nothing to play for. They just do what they want. So, yeah, I'm absolutely alive and kicking. Um, The next market um, is one that I really do like for a couple of reasons, and that's the saves market um emmanuel classy uh the current holder he won last year um is plus 550 josh hader newly of the houston astros seven to one your man edwin diaz at eight to one then we hit the double figure prices paul seawold tens david bedner tens ryan presley can't believe he's still sitting at 11s after hader signed um 12 to one bar so part of the reason I like this market is that you don't necessarily have to be on one of the big teams. So Class A won it last year, Cleveland, a very average club. Um, and it was the closers for Pittsburgh and San Francisco and Cincinnati that were in the in the running to win this last year. So you can kind of look all over the league for your winner. Um, Class A is good value at 11-2 to repeat because nothing's changed there. I don't know what else is going to change. It, yeah. it, it does help... Uh, uh, closer when they're not on the Dodgers because the Dodgers are going to be winning games nine to two mm-hmm. uh, rather than squeaking out four threes every week. Um, I like the look of Camilo Duval at 14 to one um, just because he's been there and done it before, he's proven. And the Giants do fall into that category, the, the type of team that I want, um, sort of these middle teams. Um, but I have gone for a 40 to one shot. Um, here and my pick is going to be Clay Holmes. Um, Clay Holmes is projected 32 saves. Now that's only three behind the top projections. So he's very much in the race. And what Clay Holmes does have is the opportunity, which is something you need to have. He's got the job. It's his job to lose. The Yankees will go okay, I think. So Clay Holmes at 40 to 1 is going to be my saves leader, Dylan. I do like that one. Uh, you know, I, I got to go with another Met. Uh, I've been talking a lot about Braves, which kind of sucks. But Edwin Diaz, he's going to make his long-awaited return. I can't wait to hear the trumpets when I go to games. But he yes. missed all 2023. I think he's going to pick up right where he left off. He had a dominant 2022. His projection is around 37, you know, which puts him right at the top. Maybe around 35 to 40, I see, because like you were saying with the manual class A, which I do like, but you know, he's he's the favorite at plus 450. I just think the Mets are gonna be one of the middle of the pack teams where we're gonna be in a lot of close games late. And I think Edwin Diaz is wants to prove that he's still elite and he still has it. So I understand why Emmanuel Class A is where he is. I would put a little flyer on him. Edwin Diaz, uh eight to one as well. I would not touch Josh Hader if I'm being honest at plus six fifty. Just because, like you said, with the Dodgers, they're going to be up in a lot. I think Houston's going to be up in a lot of games. And to be honest, they could go with Ryan Pesley some games. They could give Josh yeah. Hader a break. And I, and I just don't think he's going to have that many opportunities as an Edward Diaz, as a manual class A. Um, uh, Duvall, the guy you mentioned for San Francisco, I think he's another good flyer as well. So those are the three guys I kind of take. Emmanuel class A, Duvall of San Francisco, and, of course, my boy, Edward Diaz. 
Talking about the trumpet still in, um, don't forget, I'll be going to see your New York Mets in London in early June. And if I don't get to hear the trumpets over one of those two days, <laughs> I'm going to be sorely disappointed. Who are they playing? Uh, Phillies. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's a, that's a good game. I mean, Cubs and Cards was good last year. I absolutely loved it, mate. Honestly, I adored it. Um, and even talking about cold, miserable, wintry days at the moment, one of the things that's been getting me through is knowing um, in five months' time um, I'll be sitting in the sunshine with my beer bat again um, watching some uh, MLB. But yeah, if when I don't get to hear it, the trumpet... When is it and you, where is it being played? In Wembley? Uh, no, it's at... Um, what was the, the Olympic Stadium they used for the 2012 Olympics, which is where West Ham play at the moment? I don't know. <laughs> you live there, not me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's it's at the Olympic Stadium uh, at uh, where, where West Ham United play. But last year, I, see, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe they were just going to stick a mound in the middle of the football pitch and call it a baseball. They didn't. They turned the thing into a ballpark. They did an absolutely incredible job. Um, mm. Our the Newcastle Knights Hawks um, team manager. Well, volunteered last year. He was on the tarp crew last year. But this year, he's got a job in the clubhouse. I'm oh, not wow. sure which side. Um, so he's really looking forward to it. It's, it's unpaid. You have to take the week off work. But yeah. again, he'll spend the whole week in the clubhouse um, with some of his idols. So, yeah, there's uh, if, you, if you're an MLB um, fan in the UK, um, go and have a look at those volunteering opportunities because the... Uh, they started advertising for them last week and they've got loads of good jobs in and around the stadium on a game day. I want to sit and drink beer. I considered it, but I thought I'll get stuck at the fucking metro station half a mile down the road, like with a big foam finger telling people <laughs> which way to go. Um, I thought, yeah, I'll volunteer and get stitched up with a shit job. Um, so, yeah, I'll be quite happy was with it my expensive? beer. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was about 180 quid for a ticket, so about $240. Um, oh, that's not too bad. It's like yeah, going to a well, Met yeah. game in New York. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, for a one-off, like I, I can get into a Newcastle United game for thirty-five pounds. So spending two hundred on a baseball ticket um, is a lot for me. But it's a, it's a, it's a one-off treat, and you have to travel to London hotels and train fares or uh, petrol money, all of that. So it was an expensive weekend, but it was fun. Um. Nags has joined us in the chat. Nags, hey, how you doing? Um, right, one more category, Dylan. You can take the lead on this one. Because I have made one bet, but I haven't made any notes for some reason. Um, strikeouts. Um, I can take you through the top of the market. Um, unsurprisingly, it is led by Spencer Strider at 5-4. to four. Um, Gary Cole, 9-1. Kevin Gorsman, 11-1. And then you're out to 20-1 to one bar. Um so very competitive market that takes in Hunter Green, Kodai Senga, and Tyler Glasnow. So for your keys, Dylan, where are you going? Yeah, I got three guys I'm targeting. Uh, Spencer Strider, I think he's the obvious choice. He destroyed the competition. I got him at plus 200 over at Caesars. You know, he ended the last season with 281. And I think he's projected to do the same in 2024. You know, uh, I think he could, I don't know if he'll get back to 281. That's that's a lot. But he had 31 more than Garrett Cole, who, you know, he leads the pack in the Atlanta, uh, in the Atlanta rotation. So, uh, you know, I, I think he can get it. I just don't know if he'll get back to 281 so i think it is worth a shot um 
for Spencer Strider. He's he's a strikeout machine, and and I think he is priced accordingly. So, a little middle of the pack guy. Uh, I w- I was on him last season, and you know he definitely served for the purpose. Kevin Gossman at fourteen to one. I got at over at Caesars. Uh, you know, he finished second in strikeouts behind uh, Spencer Strider. And, you know, I, I, he finished with the third most strikeouts per nine innings among qualified pitchers last year. And I think if he could reach 200 plus innings in 2024, I think he's going to be right there in the top three in strikeouts. Again, he's another strikeout machine. I love Kevin Gossman. So at 14 to one, I like Kevin Gossman as well. And a long shot, 50 to one, give me Kodai Senga. You know, th- this yeah. it's just it's just... <laughs> pure value i mean you know he finished 15th in strikeouts last season but he owned the fifth most k per nine uh with the sixth uh best strikeout percentage among qualified starters and that just came in his rookie season i mentioned it earlier in the show he just threw 166 and one-third innings last season and i mentioned the struggles of their rotation he is clearly their number one ace they're going to stretch him out this season. I don't know if he gets to 200 innings because you want to kind of ease him into it, but he pitches 180, 184 innings. He could definitely uh, get up there in the top five. He's the master of the ghost fork. So give me Kodai Senga, 50 to one long shot. Thank you for the New York Met up for five of the six categories there, Dylan. You might have missed yeah. one out. Um, <laughs> we're back. It's a, it's a Mets podcast. Um, I've put one bet on now. Honestly, I can't remember when I did this or why I did it. And if I gave you 50 guesses, I don't think you could name who my bet is. Um, it's possible I was a bit drunk because I put £7.41 on this person, which is an odd number to bet. Although <laughs> it's what, it looks like it's one of those things that I often, I don't know if you do this, where you tidy your account balance up to the nearest total number. Yeah, I do that, um, yeah. Yeah, so if I've got... 47 quid i'll put the seven quid on someone so i've got seven pound 41 at a price of 80 to one on cole raggins reagan's oh, cole wow. raggins <laughs> yeah i have no idea i can't tell you why i did it i can't tell you when i did it um but it's there <laughs> it's sitting in my uh underneath my my bets tab so um yeah that's all i'm gonna see on that one i'll be real quick i'm i'm looking at the odds right now i mean it's going in your favor i see cole raggin 60 to uh, 60 to 1 so i'm moving out here moving lines still in my seven pound 41 yeah carries quite a bit of uh weight across the atlantic ocean um lane elliot lane how you lane uh mlb podcast regular lane is in the chat um we don't have to mention that I picked the Diamondbacks last year, Lane. That's very kind of you. Um, I think we're done, Dylan. We've uh, yeah. we made lots of picks. I enjoyed that. It was nice just to, uh, like I say, just to feel a little bit of baseball around. Oh, you can yeah. find it. It's not far. It's on the horizon, Dylan. Um, anything else you want to tell the people before we let them go? No, uh, you know. Football, only three games left. Uh, UFC in the thick of things. We got, hey, if you're not doing anything this Saturday, I don't know what you, your deal is with uh, the WWE realm, but we got big Royal Rumble. We're on the road to WrestleMania as well. So, okay. be, yeah, the Royal Rumble this Saturday. But, uh, yeah, locked and loaded. You got basketball. Uh, Forrest, big game tomorrow. Big game for Forrest. And I have my jersey uh, on. FA Cup, isn't it? Yeah, FA Cup. Yeah. Yep, Bristol City, exactly. I uh 
I'm doing dry January. I'm oh, doing geez. good. Just 25 days in, no alcohol so far. I usually get belligerent during the baseball season, but not anymore. I'm going to use that word, yeah. Um, <laughs> stay stay sober a little bit of, A little bit of Cockney rhyming slang, Dylan. Um, Bristol City is Cockney rhyming slang for titties. Um, so, oh, wow. And everyone would use it. So if, my, if I'm walking down the street with my dad and there is a nice young lady, my dad will say, look at the Bristols on her. And that's what it means. It means Bristol cities. Uh, so that's where Nottingham Forest are tomorrow. So we'll be looking at the Bristol cities tomorrow night, Dylan. Um, thanks, mate. That was a load of fun. Thanks, everyone, who joined the chat. Uh, we do appreciate it. Go and check out the Premier League Gambling Podcast if you want to listen to more of me, but mainly Big Baz, because he knows what he's talking about. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everyone. Keep liking and subscribing and uh, all the other things. It does help us out baseball on the rise and can't wait we'll get into the rhythm uh we're gonna have a really good year this year i can feel it um keep your eyes peeled for the um preview pods coming out we'll be doing everything uh division previews win totals you name it um but until next time we will see you down the road cheers